You are accepted, validated, and loved by God. You are one talented and beautiful individual. You are much stronger than you think you are. Hello! It's the first episode of this podcast and I am very excited to be doing this mostly because I have put off doing this for so long and I am finally finally getting around to this so since this podcast is basically about my life like growing up to becoming who I am today it would just be best to start from the basis like the facts and everything right from childhood and all of that and as you can see from the title it's called this episode is called the preacher's kid it's based off a movie if you didn't catch that and i definitely want to believe that everybody has watched this movie which is about this girl called angie king who is the daughter of a pastor she's also the soloist in the choir you know so she grew up in the church she had all this background and everything and from what i could pick from the movies that like so much pressure was placed on her to know the right thing and the wrong thing and you know to just be this awesome wonderful young lady just because her pastor is a just because her father is a pastor excuse me and you could see that eventually she just left home and did her thing and got to know the world and all of that which I'm not going to go into. My focus is just how people expected her to behave because her father was a pastor. And this is something not so many people know about me. But um, both my parents are in the ministry. My father is a pastor and my mother is a deaconess in the church I go to. And this has been the case since I could know things. Like I've always known that my father was a pastor and all of that my mother didn't become a dickness till later in my life but i mean it started off with my father being a pastor so that's what i remember and from what i like what i can remember from that we never missed a church service like i remember there was a time my church used to have like three services and we were at all of them and uh i remember we had church events we never missed midweek services conventions all of that we were always there front row center stage whatever and i also remember family devotions like every morning <laughs> um singing for some saturdays but monday through friday woo, child we always had devotions and you know all of that and we had to wake up early to do all of this and i remember like i had to dress a certain way i had to act a certain way and everything and um most like it didn't occur to me until much later that my behavior as a little girl was hmm, it wasn't me it was someone that was trying to please people because they expected me to be a certain type of person and i was always like pleasing them like they want me to be obedient. Well, I'm going to be obedient. They want me to be respectful, to not be rude and all of that. They just, that's what they wanted and expected. So I was that person. I was so well behaved and all of that. And this was because, well, my parents are in the ministry. So people just expect that, oh yeah, she's a reflection of them. Her life, everything about her has to be like them and everything. And 
when I finally realized that that was not normal, it was like people just expected that of me, and you know, that was that was my reality, and everything. And the downsides to that was that, for the most part, I felt alone as a kid, you know, because I didn't even know who I was at five years old. Nobody, <laughs> literally nobody, knows who they are, you know. As little kids, you're still trying to figure. Like you're not even figuring out anything. You're just living your life. So for me to have had that pressure put on me just because my pa- my father was a pastor, I don't think it was fair. I guess because I don't know nothing, and you just want me to be this person. Like you want me to behave right, to not get in fights, to not be rude, to not argue, to not throw tantrums, and all of that. It was it was something. You know, I had to in church i had to be smiling i had to be respectful well behaved like you know very polite very posh and all of that i had to dress a certain way like my i could never like all my dresses were this long you know i was all princessy every sunday (laughs) and um eventually as i began as i began to grow older that just kind of followed me i had to still dress a certain way i couldn't like put on some things because then people would be like uh isn't this girl like a pastor's child isn't this chukuma's daughter why is she you know why is she wearing a skirt why is she wearing ripped jeans why is her hair like that why is she painting her nails why does she have makeup on and then i just i just um was groomed i guess to learn i i just i had to learn the tricks and the trade to being a pastor's child you know when i'm around this certain people i have to say the certain things when i'm around the certain people i have to act this way and then when i was not with them i was i don't want to say a whole new person but i was kind of different because i didn't even know who i was still trying to figure me out you know and with all these downsides um long term i was just like um i i've had I'm going to go into this in future episodes. I have had an identity crisis. I've gone through so many phases in life and everything. Having that pressure put on me as a little girl just made me want to be perfect all the time. Like, people never saw people. Like, honestly, even I don't want to say up till now. Like, people never saw me act weak. And I was always trying to be the strong one, the one that doesn't let, let things get to her. That's like, you know, people don't see me cry. They don't see me upset. Like, I took that with me for a wreck. I took it with me. And I guess, like, that sort of character does have its good in the sense that people see you as the strong, independent woman. But, like, the background of that was not um a good one because it didn't come from, a like, it didn't come from me. It came from other people expecting me to be something. So that's how I was. I took all of that with me as I grew older. And then I, because I didn't even know who I was when I was becoming this person, it took me so long to finally find a place where I quote-unquote fit in. I was always, like, trying to be with a cool clique and then I'll try to be with a weird clique. It was like I didn't know myself so I was trying to fit in where, like, wherever I was. And I don't think that's a normal thing to do, to try to fit in wherever you are. Like, you know, be your own person. Be authentic to you. And having to go through that as a young person, I don't think that was... It didn't feel nice. It definitely did not feel nice. And something else was that it just made me more 
open to trying new things because growing up in my house there were so like my parents were also very protective I could see why they were but like that also made me want to like try so many new things whenever they were not around like if they say don't watch this movie when they're not there I'll be like huh I want to watch this movie if they say don't do this don't wear this kind of skirt don't put on this top when they're not there then I would want to do it to see like what exactly like what is wrong with me doing this and I in the movie the preacher's kid that's exactly what I feel like that's what Angie was going through like you know I was taught not to have sex before marriage but then this guy this really oh my god he's into me she then tried it and I was taught not to I don't know if she did drugs in the movie. I I should I probably should have watched this movie again before doing this podcast, but I didn't. But like you know, the parents say don't do drugs and everything, and then you see someone trying drugs and it looks cool. You're like, oh, I want to try this just because like my parents said I shouldn't. Now they're not there. You know, I want to try it. That's kind of like how I was. I didn't say I took drugs or nothing, but you know, I was trying so many things that they said not to. And I guess that's where the term comes from. Pastors' children are the worst. I've heard that term used on me like so many times. And it's like, I don't think it's true. But it could be true in the sense that a lot of us PKs are open to doing these new things because we were not able to do them at home. You know, that's that was like, that's just a summary of how I felt. And... It took me some time to get to the point where I was okay with just being myself and not being this strong, independent person that people knew me to be. I mean, I still think I'm that person, but like now I let people see the other side of me, which is I cry. (laughs) I'm very emotional. I cry. Oh my God, Jesus. I cry so much in movies. Like it's it's ridiculous, honestly. Um, I like playing i'm just i i don't know it's it for me it's beautiful to let people see that side of me because there was once in my life i was never that person you know and presently how i am i don't i have no reason to try to be perfect for anybody because i'm human i'm prone to mistakes and i learn every day every day i learn something new that's how I see like myself presently. Like, I'm human just like you all are. I make mistakes and I learn from them. And I also know that my parents love me. And they did what they knew to do. And people just... I think people just took that idea that my parents were past ministers and just ran with it. And it was not their fault that people did that. It was just... The way our culture is that those people, like PKs, have to be a certain type of people. And it was not my parents' fault. It's not God's fault. It's like humans. That's just like how we are, I guess. We take things and just make it into this whole situation and everything. And um, it wasn't until recently I finally got to like be appreciative of my childhood because my parents i did mention that they were protective they were protective for a reason because when i finally got to be independent i got to see like oh wow they were right like this thing's not good you know you should not have done that you should not have said this and i got to be appreciative of them you know i'm still learning every day obviously but i'm at a place where i'm like okay with just being myself you know and all of that 
And also, I want to cover some things that, some assumptions about us pastors, preachers, children, that need to be buried. They need to be left in the ground, like, a hundred feet deep, like, never to be brought up again. Because, nah, I'm just, I'm sick of it. And the first one, being a pastor child is not something that anyone chooses. You don't choose which family you're born into. You know, God does. So I don't think it's fair to expect that we are a certain way because we didn't choose to be in that family. I am. I don't want to say I'm sure, but like I do know that there are some children of ministers who are like, you know what, I wish I was born in a family that wasn't like this. Like my, just my family, like regular Christians or even non-Christians just because of like how much pressure they go through. I am... I I want to know I I do I do think I don't say believe I do think that there's people out there that feel that way you know we didn't choose this life so you know be easy on us and then the second assumption is that you know we're human you know pastors children are human we're not little gods well poof, excuse me I am a god I am not a little god I am a god but you know we're human too just like everyone else is. And humans make mistakes, you know. <laughs> we may not, no, we may, we will not see the right things all the time. We would obviously make terrible, terrible decisions. <laughs> but this is okay because <laughs> we're human. And the thing about mistakes is that they help you to be better, to develop into someone much better than your past. You know, so instead of reacting to something wrong I did with disappointment, like, oh my God, how dare you? Like, why would you? Aren't you? Your father's a pastor. Why would you say such a thing? Why would you do that? Instead of reacting with that kind of disappointment, you should react with forgiveness and like openness to like, oh, that was wrong. And, you know, explain to me why I was wrong. Don't just make it seem like, oh, Jesus Christ, this person. Like, I listened to this lady, Sarah Jakes Roberts. She has this podcast called Woman Evolve. You all should check it out because it is woof. And after I started listening to it, I looked her up and she got pregnant at 13. And her father is T.D. Jakes. Everybody knows who it is. And... If that were, I don't want to, if, I know obviously her getting pregnant at 13 was not a good look on her parents because everyone's like, oh, she's a pastor's child. How would she, why would she? And it's like, yes, she did something wrong. Yes, she probably shouldn't have been having sex at 13. She shouldn't have gotten herself pregnant. But that's the thing about mistakes. (laughs) They make you to be better. There is nobody in this world that has never made a mistake. So, y'all should take a chill pill. Third assumption. The mistakes that we make are not a reflection of our parents. I shall repeat. The mistakes that we make are not a reflection of our parents. It is not. (laughs) Why would I say this? Humans are, everybody is different. So, you say, oh, because um, I slept with this person at 13 or whatever age I well I slept with this person before I got married is not a reflection of our parents you know and that's the thing like every time I did something wrong as a child people will go to my parents and report me or they will look to them like did you train this girl well like oh 
look at what she did and it's like it, then it makes them feel like oh they didn't do a good job of training me and no, that is not true my parents did a fantastic job but like the choices i make that's my choices not their choices you know so also pastors need grace too like if their child does something wrong it doesn't mean that they didn't do something right in training them it just means that the child did something wrong and the child needs to be corrected don't think like oh my god this person's a bad pastor because their son is smoking because their daughter is wearing a mini skirt and all of that it doesn't it's not a reflection of our parents the fourth assumption oh not all okay some people do but not every pastor's child wants to be a pastor too for some reason as a little girl people just assume that i always wanted to be front center stage reading bible verses singing and dancing in church and everything and it's good to have that kind of um expectation but don't like make it um what's the word i would use don't make it compulsory like you know we like we don't all want to be that and one thing i really really appreciate about my parents my father is that he is very open to letting us be ourselves my brother is studying fashion design i'm doing biochemistry one of us is doing accounting the last wants to be an engineer and he (laughs) people probably agree with my father but he wants me to go into modeling you know my other sister she does crafts you know okay all my sisters we all do crafts like you know we make hair we sew we cook we crochet you know we we do makeup all of that and it's really nice because so many people need to take that kind of they need to i think people need to be more like my father like being open to letting your child be themselves that's yeah that's what i want to say be open to letting to (laughs) excuse me be open to letting your child be themselves you know let them be children let them be whatever let them be singers well i don't want to say that's a general example (laughs) let them be models let them be fashion designers let them be artists all of that let them be what they want to be i mean yes we all we may also want to go into the ministry but it should not be compulsory to you know like don't force us to lead um um, don't force us to lead um what's the word like uh, church groups or any of that because our parents do it you know and one thing i've learned is that you know if you force me to do something i may just either i don't do it or i just do it in like a very terrible way so you just never ask me again <laughs> that's the kind of person that i am and i don't i don't know that's just what i do like if i want to do something i would do it but then when you like force me to i'm just like you know what i don't want to do this but now you want me to do it so i'm gonna just ruin it for you the fifth one i think this is yeah this is five stop expecting us to volunteer at everything that is church related and this fifth one it kind of ties into the fourth one that i just said like we don't want like we don't always want to follow in our parents footsteps you know and why i say this fifth one is because in churches there's so many things that happen throughout the year like so many activities so many programs and all of that and you can't really expect me to be active okay you can 
but like I don't have to be active in everything. You know, sometimes I may want to take a break from this one. Sometimes I be I would be willing to do something and sometimes I would not. So I should be I feel like I should be allowed to rest. And something I keep noticing is that in every event that happens, pastors children are always expected to be the ones leading. Like, you know, you should come with the mic and sing. You should read read the um Psalm one nineteen. You should do this, you should do that. It's good, but it's not good because we don't always want to do it you know and then the other kids whose parents are not in the ministry they don't even get a chance like what is going on like why are you doing this and i don't think that's good because like i said before if you force me to do something i will ruin it for you and also like if you keep forcing me to do these things, I would just lose interest. Like, I would not even be enthusiastic about doing it. Like, if every time you say, Joy, come and lead us in worship, every time, eventually I'm just going to lose interest. So I feel like if you give me the chance to want to do this thing, I'll be like, oh, yes. Sometimes I would even volunteer myself that, oh, my God, yes, I want to do it. Like, yes, I want to pray. Yes, I want to read a Bible verse. Yes, I want to dance. Yes, I want to do all things. But sometimes I wouldn't want to, you know, so just give me the chance to choose, you know. And I think that's my last assumption. And with all of this, I mean, I've said a lot. But with my childhood, there there was definitely some benefits that I remember despite being placed in this very uncomfortable situation of having to be someone I was not. Um, For me, I grew up in a house that, you know, like I said before, I went to church every time. I had devotions every morning and everything. And for me, these things were not just like a Sunday thing. Like, oh, on Sunday we go to church, we pray and all of that. It was an everyday thing. So even if at that time I was not taking it seriously, it, it made me more open to the fact that, you know, God is real. And at the moment, since I'm trying to find him for myself, it's definitely been helpful because I had that background, so it's easier for me to do these things on my own. It's easier for me to be receptive of that that whole idea, you know, because I've definitely been to places where people don't believe in none of that. But because I had this as a child, because, like, you know, they say that, I think, I don't know the exact phrase, but, like, let me just say it in my words, you know. Um, people learn the most when they're little kids. And that's true, like, that whole thing made me more like I said before, it made me more receptive to the idea of God and everything. And then the second benefit, okay, there's so many, but like these are the ones that stood out to me the most. The second one would be that, you know, since there was so much pressure placed on me to be this well-behaved, you know, respectful, beautiful, smiling, always smiling. My name is Joy, so yeah. Always smiling daughter of Pastor Chooks and Dickness Ime. You know, it made me push myself so much to be better like even if I'm doing something little I want it to be beautiful like I want it to be very nice and all that pressure just made me want more for myself and I know sometimes I do like I tend to be over the top with my perfectionism right yeah but sometimes I feel like it's good because I want to do better I want to be better every day so I challenge myself, like, if I do something like this, the next time I want to do it, it should be better. And that's something I've carried with me constantly. And that's really good. So <laughs> that's the end of my notes. And I don't know. 
I want this to go on because I kind of got really excited about it, you know. But uh, <sighs> a summary essentially of everything that I have said so far is that, you know, preachers children were not like perfect, you know. We make mistakes and people should be more forgiving of those mistakes, you know. We need grace from God. We need compassion from people just like everyone else does. You know, God forgave. So we should forgive preachers' kids when they go astray, when they do things wrong. Like in the movie, you could see that in the preacher's kid, the movie. You could see that at the end of it all, Angie came back home and everyone, everyone in the movie was so happy to see her. You know, people should be more like that, be more receptive of us you know because the thing is that okay there's definitely instances where um if like a pastor's child does something wrong people just kind of like throw them away like huh throw the whole child away but it's like people should be more open and more receptive like of our mistakes and be willing to correct us like let us know why it's wrong or how we should have done better but like it should come from a place of love not like hatred or judgment oh, that's that's a whole another episode judgment versus love correcting people and all of that and something also is that even the best parents who are ministers can't protect us as their kids from the prejudice that goes before us the standard the very high standard that's based on us like even they can protect us like like i said before i've come to realize that it wasn't my parents doing but that of humans like other people so even even if my parents weren't like so protective they can't they couldn't protect me from like people's judgment on my actions like you know and i've had to forgive them for that and this whole idea that pastor's children are perfect i will keep saying the word perfect because people expect us to be perfect it's 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 simply a construct like it's something that people just began to assume and began to act on and it just people just caught on to that and just kept it going and making it more hard for us to be ourselves and to be normal it's simply a construct and it's been present for far too long and obviously, it's going to take a while. Like, I, all constructs, like, I've, what I've noticed is that all social constructs, they change over time. And if there's ever going to be a change on how people treat us, it's definitely going to take a while. But it does start with conversation, like what I'm doing now. So, if you're a pastor's child or if you know one, just know that you're not the only one who's... Feel, okay, I'm going to rephrase that. If you're a pastor's child who once felt like I did or who is feeling like I did, just know you're not alone, you know? It gets better. And you should forgive yourself, be more accepting of you, and be willing to be you. Even in situations where you don't think people accept that, you know, be willing to be you. And if you know a pastor's child, you should be more forgiving of their actions. You know, them like, oh, her father is a pastor so why is she like this don't be like that you know just um be forgiving and everything so <laughs> that's we've come to the end of this and um <sighs> the next episode would be covering 
some more of my childhood i will get it out in another two weeks so um i want to close this off with a prayer so here goes dear god i am so grateful <laughs> that you have let me record this and i'm so happy because i think i did good well we did good because you were with me through it all I ask, Lord, that as people listen to this, that you help them, you lead them, and you protect them and everything. You know, people that feel like they're alone, that feel like so much pressure is on them, even if they're not PKs, that you let them know that you're there with them, right beside them, loving on them. And let them know that it's okay to be authentic to themselves. I ask for your grace and your love and your favor throughout the rest of the week. In Jesus' name I prayed. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>